Oh, hi, munchers, and welcome to a very special episode of Monday Movie Munchy Madness. This is your co-host, Michael, reminding you that this podcast will contain spoilers for Wes Anderson's latest masterpiece, Isle of Dogs. So hop in your mini plane, strap on your helmet, and prepare for a crash landing on Trash Island. Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of Monday Movie Munchy Madness. I'm Nick Owen, and I'm joined here today by Michael. Hello. Michael, you have a piece of metal sticking out from the side of your head. Why is that? I crashed my small plane into Trash Island. It's been there ever since. <laughs> and you're back from Trash Island now. I'm back. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Um... This week we saw Isle of Dogs, starring a bunch of brilliant actors, uh, directed by one of your favorites, Wes Anderson. One of my favorites as well. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna try to solve. I'm sure here. Um, obviously, came into pretty. Oh, actually, before we get into anything, I want to get into some trailer talk. Trailer talk. Do you have any trailers uh, ready? I think you were taking notes, yeah, right? I took diligent. Diligent notes about yeah. the trailers that we watched uh, before this movie. There's a couple I definitely want to talk to you about, and I haven't got a chance to yeah, yet. Let's talk. Here they are. Right here. There's five of them. That's it. Well, it seemed kind of five, but they're a heavy five. Okay, so the first one was uh, like some sort of weird trailer for the Grinch, right? A new Grinch. Yeah, and it's like what March? Coming, coming on April here. How many times are going to make the Grinch story? Also. Well, is it, the it, same story it was again? enough, right? Well, this is the third time. Yeah. So is this, is this enough? No, it was enough before. Oh, I thought it was enough before. That's, I thought that's enough. what I'm saying. I I the first movie was enough. Yeah. Well, the, then the Jim Carrey one came out, and that was like still all right. Yeah. So now that's enough. Try. I get it. Oh, sorry, we got some statistics flying yeah. around the Hit room. me with the facts. Benedict Cumberbatch. He's played. Oh, I'm not a big Benedict uh, guy. Big Benedict Cumberbatch guy. Okay. No one else is on the cast, so this might be a Christmas movie. He's the only one on the cast of that movie. It's, it's coming out. Cumberbatch. Check it out in December. We don't even need to talk about it for another no, it's just, six months. They did it in. Uh, they did it in 3D. I'm sure they did it with the uh, computer modeling. Yeah. Um, It'll be the same story. Moving on here, uh, eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. Um, Which d- is uh, Bo, Bo Burnham, Burnham's written and directed, right? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, big Bo Burnham fan. Yeah, uh, it looks interesting. And I say interesting, it look like I wouldn't expect this from Bo Burnham. I'm, yeah, well, what kind of authority figure is he on eighth grade? Eighth grade girls, nonetheless. Yeah, he just went one time. I, he probably or is he like an eighth grade he, teacher maybe, at some point? It's possible he went more than once. <laughs> more than once to eighth grade. Yeah, wow, <laughs> no, I only went once. Yeah, I don't think I'm. No, he was kind of a child prodigy. I think he probably graduated high school at like fourteen. Really? Oh, I don't know. He yeah. started stand up when he was pretty young, though. Oh wow. Uh, so eighth grade, yeah, about children, a, a little girl in eighth grade, and sort of her trials and tribulations <laughs> as an eighth grader. Yeah, learning to uh, accept herself and. 
at the age of social media. Yeah. She's a vlogger. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have any friends, but she's got... Well, I don't even know if she has a... I think she learns to love herself through vlogging and then makes her makes sure. friends because she's uh, insta-famous. Okay. Uh, like but it looks like it's got a lot of heart. I mean, the the rave reviews were flying across the screen at the... the yeah, it was like Sundance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so... I'm I interested know. to see it. Yeah, I guess I'm interested, but not looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next? Won't you be my neighbor? Well, right, do you remember what that is? No. I don't remember at all. I don't remember that at all. Like, oh, yeah, that's the Mr. Rogers one. Oh, that was another like weird trailer where it's like, you, yeah, you don't get many documentary up. trailers during Plus, the I movies heard, we see, right? Yeah, we don't. And I don't. I heard that they were making a movie about Mr. Rogers that was starring Tom Hanks. Yeah, you mentioned Tom Hanks. But I don't think that was it. That looked like... No, Tom Hanks was not in that No, not at all. It's a documentary. Okay, so maybe that's just lame. I don't know. It's kind of weird. They feel like people want to see two (laughs) Mr. Rogers movies. Yeah, but I'm just just curious about the marketing. Like, how does just like a documentary trailer sneak in there? I don't know. That's why I thought it was for the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. And Tom Hanks never showed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we only have five trailers because of this. It was movie. super It was long. so long, yeah. Is it coming out in theaters or was it coming out on TV or what? Uh, it seems like it might be coming out in theaters, but I don't know. Yeah, that's rare. I mean, yeah. to see it. You don't see that very often. No. This was also, a, it was a weird movie because it wasn't even listed online that it was playing at this theater. Oh, the, th- the movie we the movie we saw. I'll, no, I'll, just on movie pass. Well, it seemed, but it wasn't. They weren't pushing it a lot. You know what I mean? It was a limited Who release. Just there was not a lot of marketing. Around yeah, yeah. Movie. So the the movies that they they showed trailers for beforehand weren't. I feel like your typical that Bo Bo Burnham movie doesn't seem like. I know, but we, we've seen either. we've seen some like indie type movies before, and we've yeah. never got anything close to as weird as what we got for this. Yeah, it was weird. Very specific yeah. kind of marketing. It was, it was a little strange. Um, Alpha we've seen before. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. I'm dog, not, I'm not into it. Dogs. And man, what does the last one say? Can you ever forgive me? Do you remember that? I don't remember that at all. No, me neither. Does this statistician have a, an update for us on that? It's the Melissa McCarthy one where she forges. Oh. Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> who it took me a second to recognize. Yeah. And then I heard that annoying voice. And then, uh, yeah, she's playing. She's playing a writer who is doctoring or forging letters yeah. from famous writers and selling them. Apparently, based on a true story. I think it's safe to say that I'm out on this movie. Yeah, I would. I would guess you're out on most, if not all, Melissa McCarthy movies. Yeah, just about. Yeah, I mean, as far as a Melissa McCarthy movie, it looked decent. Yeah, I'll say it was, it was a little interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, it looks more interesting than any other Melissa McCarthy movie for sure. Yeah, for sure, because it wasn't. It didn't seem like a straight comedy. It was sort of a yeah. dark comedy. Exactly. Bit, where she's getting a little crazy. Law, yeah, a little crazy, and based on a true story, which is always slightly interesting. A exactly. More interesting, I think. So that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, looking forward to any of those. No. No. Okay. I'm I'm interested to see the Bo Burnham movie just because I like Bo Burnham. I like what he like I'll see it, but like I said, I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it'll just have a lot of heart. That's my prediction for that. And then yeah, I'm sure if there's a slow week, we might end up seeing that Melissa McCarthy movie. 
Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. It won't be top of the list, that's for sure. Oh, I'd rather watch Game 2 again. Do another, do another podcast on Game 2. <laughs> Goon 2 Yeah, if you, if you haven't checked out the Goon 2 podcast. It's better than the movie. It's better than the movie. Yeah. Not yeah. the first podcast better than the movie, better than the movie, but definitely one of the podcasts that's better than the movie. Certainly. Sure. Uh, what do you say we get into the main event here? Yes. Been dying been, to get into the main we've event. Talk, right? we've, been, we've been talking about it forever. Forever. I feel like I've been looking forward to this since... Since the last Wes Anderson. The last Wes Anderson movie came out. Yeah. Um, you came in pretty high expectations, obviously. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Wait, wait, wait! Before we get into who rated who, let's start with a little recap of the movie. Sure. Shall we? All right. So what we have here is we've got a band of dogs living on Trash Island after being evicted from yeah Japan because of an evil mayor of a fictional city in Japan and right? some uh, disease and a disease that was uh, concocted and spread by. Uh, this evil, whatever, like a, it was like a family, right? The mayor? The mayor, he was like part of like a family who didn't like dogs. They were like cat people, yeah. right? Going back centuries. Sure. And so they teamed up with this corporation and made a disease, gave it to the dogs, and then used it as an excuse to ban all the dogs from Japan. And so here we find ourselves. These dogs are banished <clears throat> to this trash island where they live miserable existences, eating trash and without their owners. And the dogs can talk. Yes. And they are funny. Yeah. They are. Uh, they all. Some they, of the greatest actors. They all sound like very familiar actors. Absolutely. And Amazing. Then, uh, Where do they get dogs like that? I think they were specially trained. Yeah. You know Wes has his place. <laughs> and then we've got the mayor's. Nephew. Make this dog sound like Bill Murray. Yeah. They bred a dog just <laughs> sound like Bill Murray. The best dog talking person. movie since Up. I would give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm still going to say the best dog talking movie since Homeward Bound. Sure. Yeah. So what we have is uh, the, the mayor's young nephew flies his plane to go find his dog Spots, who's also been banished to this island. And uh, there are heroes going on an adventure looking for Spots. They fight the uh, powers of evil robotic dog he shows up and he thinks and... thinks he's dead oh yeah they thought the dog was dead which was so sad no but sports was dead or whatever his name was yeah, sport was dead sport was dead but spots was still alive yeah and uh ultimately they found spot at the end of the movie after going through a lot i mean but it's the journey it's the journey that really captures you in this movie yeah and it's the team of students led by that foreign exchange girl. Yes. The big afro. With the big afro fighting for the dogs in their own town politically. Yeah. With cardboard signs and uh, by filibustering <laughs> political speeches and all that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what we end up with is a really heartfelt, really heartfelt film. Yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, if you're a pet person, if you're a dog person, especially if you're a dog person. Yeah, the dogs. This thing's going to hit you right in the feels. I mean, throughout the whole movie, everyone in the theater just like just made the same noise anytime anything happened with the dogs. And they're just like, oh, yeah. Just like anytime anything happened with the dogs. <laughs> so much of that. Uh, it was pretty adorable. Just like 
the way the dogs interacted uh, is just obviously very dog-like. Definitely. <laughs> just made me want to hang out with dogs. I, I wish my dogs were in the theater. Yeah, exactly. With them. I was like, oh, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, Wes actually strapped, like, cameras to actual dogs so that he could have, like, real dog movement and real... Of course <laughs> Yeah. Of course it is. That's fantastic. Amazing. Strapped cameras to dogs. That's awesome. I actually heard there was a theater, and I don't know if it was for the premiere or what, where they actually let you could bring, bring your dog. Oh, no, that's that awesome. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all I could think about was like, I can't wait till this comes out and I can watch this with Sharky. One dog on each side. Yeah, and just just... a good crowd with them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, they keep sneezing throughout the yeah. movie like those little dog sneezes you know just constantly Maybe. just so many good dog movements yeah and just the way they, they treated each other and what they talked about was so dog like yeah exactly yeah. Uh, like when they um, what was Brian Cranston's dog's name oh uh, that was Chief yeah so when he shows up he uh, everyone's like oh Chief you need to sit he's like no I don't need to sit yeah He's like, I don't sit. Yeah. No one's my master. No one, I, I don't have a master. Yeah. Um, uh, all very good dogs. Yeah, such good dogs. Um, Jeff Goldblum's dog, Duke, yeah. was probably my favorite. Uh, he was your favorite? I think so. He was hilarious. He was sort of the sort of the leader of the pack, but he was so Jeff Goldblum. Like, yeah, exactly. He really brought that to the character. It was, it was really just such a good voice for me that... It made it my favorite dog. And he was always like, he always had the latest rumor. Yeah. It's like, did you hear what's going on in the mainland? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, where are you getting all this information from? <laughs> it's like, I listen. I listen to people. <laughs> so good. So coming out of this, I came in with a nine, which is high. Yeah. I think I'm going to do something unprecedented here. Oh, I don't want to hear it. And I'm going to stamp this movie a 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. For just execution level of difficulty. I mean, it was a very lovely and adorable movie, but was, 10 out of 10 is outrageous. This is something... I, Jesus. It, I mean, is what other Wes Anderson movies are 10 out of 10s for you? Like, this is your favorite Wes Anderson I movie? I don't know that any other Wes Anderson movies are 10 out of 10 for me. This is your favorite Wes Anderson movie? I don't even know. Well... It's a good Seems question. crazy. It's a fair question because I think Life Aquatic is like a nine point five out of ten for me. It's up there, but I think this movie. You like this movie better than the Life Aquatic? I think. Well, let me get let me let me give it to you this way because I'm not. It's not about the overall. It's about the overall execution of the movie, like the fact that this was all stop motion. Yeah. And, the, and all the detail that was put into this. All right. Well. Here, I mean, as, you, as a piece of art, this you want me, like it doesn't you, get any better than this in filmmaking. I feel like it's a little hypocritical of you because right, you've you've say you've said it before that like stuff like this is almost cheating and like you didn't like animation for so long and like you you just constantly complain about animation for so long. Certain types of animation, but there's different there's different oh, types. I, stop motion to me is the, is probably the purest form of animation because it, it harkens back to the earliest days where you're actually building this frame by frame yeah which is where all these 
um, the Pixar movies and all that, they cheat the system by creating characters with and and by programming movements. They skip these steps. I mean, if you think about, and I wanted to do the math on this actually. So I feel almost disappointed that you gave so this, this a is, ten out of ten. Let's say this is a this is about a cannot believe. Oh, like, like, I can't believe. Listen, well, listen, I mean, listen, listen to this. It's outrageous. This is like a hundred. Like no minutes. acting. It's like an hour and forty minutes, something like that. So it's a hundred minutes. This movie. Yeah, it's a hundred and one minutes. I'm so, pretty sure. Okay, so um, each second of animation i don't want to hear math from you right now not, you're the worst with I numbers i don't I'm care this is not this is not making it a good hear movie out, oh come okay, on so th- each second of animation there's 60 seconds okay right so there's six thousand seconds in this movie for each for each second of this movie they had to shoot they probably shot on twos which means they shoot each frame twice so they and, need to make and what they had to move the little clay things that so every second yeah i get it so that means they had to take no, that's not right. I'm terrible at math. Yeah, that's why none of this matters. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about... Just think about the pure amount of amount of time like that they had to move each... Okay, that, this thing. is fine. This is all fine. It takes a lot of time. It's like a lot of hard work. A it's great, work. but that's not what makes a movie a good movie. All the effort that... A 10 out of 10? But at the same time, this... Oh, my God. I was laughing. I nearly cried. In this, during this movie, I think you're just were... over exaggerating. Like I knew you were gonna go like over the top on Wes Anderson because it's Wes Anderson, but I didn't know it was gonna be this outrageous. This is this is it. This is over the top. Jump straight overboard. What do, does right anyone does anyone movies. remember what I what I uh, predicted? I think you predicted an eight. An eight? Yeah, I'm going lower. Oh boy. I mean, that's oh, fine. Hey. Yeah, eight, it, eight, it's eight, a seven. Eight. It's fine. It's a great Wes Anderson movie. It's nowhere close. To my favorite. Which which was your favorite? Rushmore. Rushmore, yeah, that's a great movie too. Different, completely different style. It's, though. <laughs> I kind of like in the fact that yeah, it's stop motion, uh, and he hasn't done that before. Yeah, I mean he did do it before. Yeah, wasn't he Fantastic was, Mr. Fox? Oh yeah, Mr. Fox, didn't you yeah. leave that off like your top movies? So like, yeah, what I does did. stop motion mean to you for that movie? It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, for the exact same reason, like it's di- it was different. I don't know. It was just different. I like this one better. Yeah, maybe it's great animation. Oh, okay, the way he captured dogs and the way he made me think about my dogs the entire movie. Uh, yeah, I that, agree. That just but was like plucking on my heart. You could honestly do that with like any dog. Like you throw a dog in any movie, and you're gonna think about your dogs. Yeah, you're right. There's it was a it was a combination of the actors that he chose was a, and the storyline the subject matter the execution yeah. just a lot of it the attention to detail in the movie was just absolutely incredible yeah I mean it was a, it, it definitely allowed Wes Anderson to really like get into like be over the top Wes Anderson over the top absolutely uh, with all like the little quirks and like his uh, like just like being silly like here and there throughout the movie I think it's amazing that he was able to do all that and have that silliness come out in such a time-consuming process. I don't know how long it took him to make this movie. Can we find out how long it took to make this movie? Is that a possibility? Let's see if that's available. Because it's, I think to get that timing down, you know what I mean? Like how hard would it be to get that? It's, it's one thing when you have a, like a live action film and you can get that timing down because you're working with actors and you know, but to do that deliberately guess, and make kind it of. seem like it's not deliberate almost to make it seem natural with 
with kind of ridiculous characters and a ridiculous storyline and all that. I just think it's level of difficulty is like if you were if, if this were an Olympic sport, I don't filmmaking know. were an Olympic sport. I, I feel like this would be the guy who came out. And I feel like directing the actors it. in a movie is probably more difficult than uh, like just moving clay. Yeah, but he had to get the feel of that of the actors and their personalities by moving clay. You know what I mean? Mm, kind of. I mean, it's a two-part process, right? Because they obviously had to record the movie and had to get that, that you know, all that going between the characters. Yeah. You know? and, then, um, and then later on, form the clay so that you felt what they were saying. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the quote way. that you, you used. Right. I mean, I think it's cheating, but, like, I don't know. You're going to make a f- perfect movie out of clay? I don't think so. Nah. All right, that's fair. I didn't say that about stop motion, though, for the record. I said that about CGI, I think. No, you said it about is, animation. I said yeah. that about computer animation, though, which they did. They used for the, the, some of the backgrounds. It was a general statement movie, about animation. But they use it more as, like, backdrop and... Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I definitely... There are, there are movies, there are live-action movies that I think... This is the best movie you've seen... This year, hands down. Quad M. Jesus. Yeah, that's just... I feel like... I mean, that's just a lot of... I do think this, just, is, this is the best Quad M movie I've seen. This... No, and I think that's outrageous. I think that's almost... Yeah, that's that can't be true. What, and and I think it's think true... It's no, well, I, I know multiple movies that are better, I, but... Um, it's just attached to the name. It's just attached to the name Wes Anderson. You're saying if it wasn't a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, if you didn't know who directed that movie, it would not be a 10 out of 10. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible, but he, his personality comes through in these movies like no other. He's just, the way he tells a story, the way he writes and executes a story is like no other filmmaker that's making movies right now. Yeah, I mean, he's very unique. I mean, like, Don't get me if, wrong. If you watch like a Kubrick movie you know that's a Kubrick movie because the way he tells a story is just incredible. And then what he gets his actors to do is just mind-blowing. And, and it's it transports you. You're scared or you're excited or whatever it is that he wants you to feel, you feel that. And Wes does the same thing. No, I agree with you. He's making a lot of good movies. None as close to as good as this movie. Like the just like the storytelling, everything you're describing is so much better in his best movies, with like real actors and. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's not a single movie of his that I don't absolutely love. I don't. There's I know, no movie yeah. of his that I would put like a less than probably an eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like the way you've talked about Life Aquatic, you're like I mean, as long like, as I've known you. Yeah, it's my favorite it, movie. Yeah, exactly. Do, so I, this is your favorite movie ever, is what you're telling me now. Well, no, I'm saying that this rating system doesn't necessarily match up with my... Like, the way I rate isn't necessarily what my favorite movie is. I, that's, what, that's what I was trying to say, is the, what I mean by this is a 10 out of 10 movie is I don't think this movie could have been done any better for what it was. I'm, I'm rating this movie against itself. I'm not trying to compare this movie with other movies. I'm just saying within the scope of this movie, I couldn't find a mistake in this movie. Okay. Let me put it that way. Like, there's nothing I can go like, uh, yeah, like this was good, but I wish he'd done X. I just I can't do that with this movie. And maybe yeah, and it's because it, it, it comes with the name. It comes with the name Wes Anderson. But I can pick apart things he like I didn't like about other Wes <clears throat> Anderson movies. 
Sure, there's other less there's movies that he made that were weren't as good as this either. Yeah, or you know, there are things that he probably could have done better, cast better, or whatever, you know. But I just think for this particular movie, I can't see how he could have executed better than he did. And I don't think any other filmmaker I mean, who else does like uh Tim Burton does Claymation too, you know, and um Tim Burton is a terrible director. Yeah, and I don't like his movies very much. And just the, like the fact, I like the fact that he I know because you've you've told cool, me before that like I'm not a fan of his, you're not a fan of any of that stuff. I'm not. I don't. I don't yeah, it's kind of he the way he does it is like kind of creepy. I know that's his style and people like that, but it's not really for me. I don't know. I, I, like I just feel more. like it comes off very hypocritical and um, I don't know. It just it's just. Well, let's it's, look at another movie that, that has it, puppets. Team America World Police. Yeah. Was in, I think, my top five for sure, if not my top two of the twenty of the top ten or top 25 movies of the 21st century. Is that true? That we, yeah. It was in the top. And, and that's... Puppets are, are different because those puppets were like animatronic and that, was, that wasn't stop motion. It was just puppets. Yeah. But I felt like the way that they executed that movie... For what it was, it was a spoof, and it was. And well, it was, that that movie is also ten times better than this movie that we saw. But I think the for what it was, that movie had areas where it could have improved. But it was a comedy movie, so it didn't have to. Like it's super funny. That's I don't. I've never gone and rated that movie, and I'd have to watch it again to do it fairly. But this movie was just. Oh, one where these radio, one of those radio system was ever fair. It's not a fair. It's never fair at all. It's, it's yeah. all. It's all conjecture. So that's just that was my feeling watching the movie was, I was I was watching and I watch with a critical eye because we do this podcast yeah and because that's just how we, all of us watch movies in general you know we yeah. see something we don't like and it sticks in our head and things like that but I was watching this movie I didn't find a single thing about it that I would have yeah wished I'd seen or hundred percent flawless. I think it's about as close to flawless as an execution yet. Do we know how long it took? I don't have the exact. Time, but it is the longest stop motion animation movie of all time. Wow. The longest in like movie length. Yeah, yeah, movie length. So, because wow. it probably, like you said, it takes forever to make. So, yeah, I really he probably had a huge production for it. Can either. someone help me with the math on this? If it's two, we're not do, we don't do math. Frames, I, I don't want to do math. I don't want you 60. to lead the math discussion either. I think please, it's... please, 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 please. Okay. Let's talk about. Uh, I mean, this, the movie looks really good. Obviously, yeah. He did a great, great job of. Um, he did a great job, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite scene? Or like, what what scene looked the best to you? Because I, I mean, I've wanted mind. Yeah, it's, so it's the uh, it's the chef, the sushi chef making the wasabi or the poison oh, yeah. wasabi, and he's just like putting together, and then at the end he just puts like a little bit of poison in there. That was so interesting. Yeah. I had no idea who's going to put the poison in at the end. I guess I, I should have. Do you mean when he's actually like making the sushi and he's like chopping up Yeah, he's up chopping the up the fish and, and stuff yeah. like that. And it's all like wriggling and he's like... Yeah, there's like a... Thing, a mallet and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chopping up a squid or whatever it was. Yeah, that, that scene definitely blew me away too. Because he, he, I'm sure that's accurate too. What? How the sushi was made? Probably, possibly. Like a yeah. really nice sushi place. They probably do take. Oh, I don't know, like a lot of fish. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, for sure. And I was watching that, going like, oh, I kind of like 
feel weird about eating sushi now. Oh, I thought you were going to say it made you hungry. <laughs> Not really. When he was eating it, I was like, oh, yeah, that, looks, that actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Like once, it's, once it's made, but when you're watching him <laughs> bang on the fish, and what he, one of the things he, like, killed it when it was alive, all, all of them. Uh, the I think crab, he, he just the crab, right? Oh, yeah. just rips the top off the live crab. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. That was nuts. That was crazy. Yeah, I can't even imagine a vegan watching that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vegans don't eat sushi? Uh, I'm pretty sure they don't. No. Maybe the seaweed. Seem like right out their alley. <laughs> Maybe uh, just some rice. Rice and seaweed. Rice and seaweed. Um, favorite scene, though? I don't know. Also, like, anytime there were fights, I think that was super funny. I loved the fights. Like, uh, I don't know, it's just like a big desktop, like a classic and, and cartoon. Like, it was like cotton balls or yeah. something, you know? Sure. But it kind of made you like you. They looked like cotton balls, which I liked. Oh yeah. You know, because that's like a classic, like scuffle. It, it, it was cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What was the scene you mentioned? It also looked great. Oh, I liked uh, when they were testing all the different like serums. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, each different test, like I couldn't believe that wasn't like computer. Like some of the stuff they were animating and how it was lighting up and the blue serum going through the tubes and. That was all really cool looking. Yeah, incredible. Hard to believe that's. It looked like two thousand one Space Odyssey <laughs> inside that lab, didn't it? Oh yeah, totally did. I saw that comparison online also, but I was thinking it when we when we saw the movie. Two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And I liked when they showed someone on TV. Oh yeah. And then they showed like it, so on, on TV. It's all like hand drawn animation compared to what what you're seeing in real life which is like the claymation and having that that level you know of abstraction sure. from the clay characters made them seem more realistic because then you're seeing a hand-drawn uh, yeah. cartoon and then they seem like the real thing yeah that was i thought like a really clever mechanism for bringing more even more realism to an already very realistic you know uh puppet movie mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you no, I totally agree with you. Ah, oh, fella. <laughs> a lot of great voices in there. I think we already talked about Jeff Goldblum, but like Brian Cranston and Edward Norton. Edward Norton is like the most noticeable, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like Leah Schreiber and uh, Brian Cranston and Bill Murray. Bill Murray wasn't too noticeable. Yeah, I thought the same thing. His his dog was pretty funny though. Yeah, the boss was also pretty funny. Yeah, the the wit of the of the that they made those animals have. Francis McDormand pretty noticeable. Um, Scarlett Johansson. You think I that was noticeable? I thought that was super noticeable. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was. I thought it sounded like Christian Wiig for some reason. I thought Rashida Jones for sure. <laughs> oh, whenever Nutmeg talked, I was like, all I could see was Scarlett Johansson yeah. in my head. That's interesting. Got three different people. Mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel, who was he? Uh, he was Gondo. Yeah, who's that? Yeah, who was that? I was like waiting to hear Harvey Keitel and like, uh, yeah. Who's yeah, that? I can't think of who Gondo was. Hmm. Uganda, Yoko Ono. I, I was waiting for Yoko Ono to show up because I knew that she was in the movie. Yeah, and then. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I'll recognize her voice. And her character's name is Yoko Ono. Oh, the, one of the one funny. of the best voices, of course, the narrator. Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. 
Yeah, I knew. I knew. Uh, as soon as I saw that, as soon as he started speaking, and his name popped up on the screen, yeah. I turned to you. Oh, like Courtney B. Vance. I think I yelled that in the theater. I was wondering why they had Yoko Ono and there's like Japanese, but it was cool that like she was like a widow character. Like it made sense that she yeah, was the perfect was, like, character the perfect for her. Character for her. Yeah. And the way she was very over the top, crying and inconsolable. Mm-hmm. Is, and, is yeah. Tilda Swinton in Wes Anderson movies? Um, feels like she is. Feels like she is, but maybe I'm just thinking yeah, of like. I uh, can't think of one though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Coen Brothers. I think I'm thinking of Angelica Houston. I think I'm thinking yeah. of Coen Brothers movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, she's in Grand Budapest. Oh, there you go. What is she playing Grand Budapest? Madame D. She's like one of the that. old ladies. That's that, yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Or maybe one of the sisters when they're... Oh, I think that's it. Is she one of the sisters when they're doing the, the reading? The will reading? Possibly. Maybe. Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. She's yeah. hip. Yeah, Courtney yeah. B. Vance was... What a great choice. That's yeah, got it. Legendary voice. Oh yeah, I'm a Courtney B. Vance fan. Stan. Yeah. I remember how upset you were when uh, Courtney B. Vance died off very early in the Mummy. Yeah, exactly. It was great. Yeah. Was that the I, last time you played saw him? Johnny Cochran? When you played Johnny Cochran in uh, OJ versus or the people versus oh, OJ or whatever else. See it. Oh, that's great. Well, now I gotta see it. Great Courtney B. Vance. Uh, Performance. Was that a miniseries or? Yeah, like an FX miniseries. Yeah. It's great. I like what FX does. Yeah. I like their stuff. I like their style. I like the cut of their jib. <laughs> He's in the hunt for Red October? Oh, yeah. He's in a lot That's of a shit, actually. The hunt for Red October. Um, something we want to talk about. Oh, uh, music. Sure. The music of this movie. It That was like pretty much, besides the drums, it was a. It was enough reason to knock off a point for me. Oh, you didn't like the music? No. It was like even... Like, Wes Anderson music's pretty like... I don't know. It gives off that like... Kind of like happy, mellow yeah, vibe. Totally. And this was this scene was even cornier than that. Than normal. Okay. But completely separate from that, the, the Japanese drums that they use very often are That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the other music... So, like the probably like the indie uh, new shit like I, I was yeah, not like for some something you've never even heard of yeah, yeah exactly you know, it's, so, it's so cool no one's even heard of it like yet. some some like Garden State type like you know yeah, definitely you know some Zach Braff shit that I remember when the dogs are walking <laughs> and they're showing the silhouette of the dogs oh walking, yeah which is I, I like that a lot because the way the dogs exactly walked, terrible song were almost and it, it was it, but it was almost like that song was pretty corny. But even the way you had the dogs walking was kind of corny and matched the music. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Like, the rest of the animation was very smooth. But that, they just... The walk cycle was very basic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it... I feel like it matched the corny music. It was... Because it was a journey. It was like a journey sort of, you know... I know what you mean. Perfectly matched. I thought it matched I, I, really well. That's what I'm I saying. I know what like, you mean, but, like, this is just the most... Like, this is what I'm talking about. It's just, like... We hit. We yeah, found. Yeah, yeah. We, we a, found a problem. But a no, ten out of ten. I'm a self-admitted guaranteed best movie Wes ever. Anderson apologist, which I'm is fine. Wes I love Wes Anderson. You know this. I know. I know. 
Let me ask you this, because this was something that the idiots on Twitter were blabbering about. They were they were saying this movie was uh, they were accusing it of cult- cultural appropriation. I mean, How do you feel about it's that? 2018. I guess uh, you could say that about a lot of things. Yeah. I guess get away with things. Not Japanese, but. Yeah, like he's not know. Japanese, but uh, I Who think... Who cares? I'm sure he did a bunch of research on... I'm pretty sure writer Konichi Nomura... He's probably Japanese. Probably Japanese. Jason Schwartzman, take, probably not away. Japanese. Jason Schwartzman is not Japanese. Oh, Japanese actor, writer, and DJ from Tokyo, Japan. Sounds Japanese well, to me. Look at that. So I guess it's not cultural appropriation because it was written by a Japanese guy. So there you go. Yeah, take that to Rios. Felt straight up Japanese yeah yeah yeah. Like, remember Red Sparrow like Plus, that didn't feel Russian at all it was in Russia yeah it didn't feel Russian even a little bit yeah that was like Russia from someone who's, never, who's only heard of Russia yeah like, who's only like seen St. Petersburg on it <laughs> like a picture of exactly. those gold buildings I was like thinking like since the whole like Trump debacle people were in like those hats yeah that's all people do. They're like, what's this Russia business? <laughs> what is this country? With people with those funny accents over there? Oh, I'll write them a movie. <laughs> See if they like it, trying to appropriate American culture. It's honored Japan, I think. Yeah, dude, this was great. The and the I don't know, man. It had it had a real it had a real Japanese flavor. And the Japanese love like they've got some of the best you're talking about animation. Japan oh, yeah. still makes some of the best animation in the world, and they've got a huge animation culture. Yeah, you're very right about that. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing there? I don't know. I, I had something to say, and it, was, it had nothing to do with it. Like, oh, what I want to say is the Grand Budapest Hotel was nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think this is getting nominated? Well, it won't be nominated for Best Picture, but it'll... I'm predicting now it will win for best animated feature. Interesting. Yeah. Even I don't care it, what Disney comes out with yeah, this year. No, it's, I don't care. It's Toy Story Seven. I don't yeah, I was, that's what I was gonna say. Is yeah. it's tough to. It, Disney's putting out a banger. I'm sure. Oh, Incredibles two. Incredibles two is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably will put out Cars a few. Four. I'm sure there's another one that's like a little more. Uh, like singing and dancing. Yeah, like like more than yeah. Incredibles two. You Madagascar know? three. I don't think that's a Disney movie. No, it's not. Huh? It's DreamWorks. Yeah. Well, we know there are no DreamWorks pictures touching this. No, definitely yeah. not. Even with Disney's filthy little fingers in every little pie, I think. Um, I think this will still win best animated feature. Yeah, it's quite the claim. We'll come back to it. Write it down. Market. Yeah, we'll Smart. mark it. Yeah, uh, podcaster uh, listeners, uh, go ahead and mark that one. Yeah. Hey, and guess what? If you disagree with us, you can always email us at mmmmpod at gmail.com. That's four M's followed by pod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at mmmmpod. Follow me. Follow at, Nick. At Nick Owen, too. Give him a follow. I follow him. He's great. I'm always liking his stuff. I don't give him a lot of retweets. That's all right. But sometimes I give them replies. I don't need them. Uh, I don't. I don't retweet a lot of people. Follow uh, Michael at MB Common, right? Yeah. NBCOMN. Got that right. And we've got an Instagram. There's two pictures up. All right, real quick. After all this talk, um, you're going with this as your all-time favorite Wes Anderson movie. No, I didn't say that. 
I thought you did definitely I say that, but did not say that. Can we run that? Can we like? <laughs> can we just rewind this real quick? <laughs> okay, whatever. Whatever. I think I think it was the best executed of the Wes Anderson movies. But I, I, you're gonna have a hard time knocking give me Life a, Aquatic off that pedestal. For give me. me a quick five, top five. Top five Wes movies. Sure. Yeah. So Life Aquatic is at the top of my list. Do 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 do. I think Grand Budapest is number two for me. Uh, I'll put Isle of Dogs at number three, Rushmore at number four, and Real Time Bombs at number five. Okay. I'm going Rushmore one, Real Time Bombs two, Life Aquatic three, uh, Moon Rash Kingdom four, and Grand Budapest five. That's a tough one. It is tough. That's a tough one. And I noticed they're not in, they're not in order of when he made them or anything like that, which is interesting. Mine? No, neither of ours. No, they kind of were, though. Yours kind of were? Kind of. So you kind of <laughs> I went from the bottom yeah, to the yeah. top there. So you think he's getting better? Uh, no. I, I think he's getting worse, apparently. But that's well, yeah, not, that's not true. Worse, that's not true. That yeah. I, th- I just think Rushmore is one of the best movies it's so, ever, it's really. So yeah. yeah, definitely. Max is one of my favorite characters. Just in anything, really. Yeah. And, and it's probably my favorite Bill Murray's performance of all time also. Oh, you think so? My favorite. That's cool. Best Bill Murray performance. See, that's that's a tough one. Can I see? This you, is eighth time making a movie with Wes. That's crazy. Dude, he only does things he wants to do, you know? And yeah. it's like, he who else does he even work with these days? He worked with Sofia Coppola. With Sofia? There's, there's a Coppola in this movie. Roman, Roman, Roman yeah. Coppola, which is cool. Did you see St. Vincent? No. That was pretty good. Most McCarthy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a Most McCarthy movie you might like. What else was he in? Garfield 2. Oh, Broken Flowers was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, these are like pretty uh, recent. I think obviously The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou is his best movie. As Steve Zissou. As, as the Steve Zissou. Herman Bloom and Rushmore. He's good in a lot of things. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's good in everything. He's, good in everything. He's Bill Murray. Groundhog Day. Caddyshack, of course. He was All even, the classics. He was even good when he played uh, Hunter S. Thompson. When was that? That, was, that had to be at the beginning of his career somewhere. My favorite performances is obviously Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> I was a. Uh, Where the buffalo roam? I was on a cruise in the summer and. Oh. Uh, Bill Murray was on it. No, oh. but this is a funny story. Uh, we're doing like movie quote trivia, mm-hmm. which I was obviously pretty damn good at. But the quote was, "Oh, Larry's not white. Larry's clear." <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only person in the in the game to know the movie and know who said it. Who said it? Bill Murray and Space Jam. Murray and Space That's Jam. right. The Larry Bird. That's yeah. a statistician's favorite Bill Murray movie. That's good. There's another fact for but the guy, the, the guy who hosted was like, oh man, you're, you're my favorite person here. Really? Because no one else got it. I was the only person. Did you tell him to listen to Monday Movie Munchie Madness? I don't. Did it exist then? Probably not. It might. When was the last time you went on a cruise? I think it, I think it was. I think it did exist. Wait, you're talking about your cruise to Alaska? Yeah. It definitely exists. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, should have told him. <laughs> this knowledge brought to you by Monday Movie <laughs> the honest movie review podcast.
Also, did I tell you what I was thinking about for the website? You didn't tell me. Tell still, tell still, me. Tell the munchers. Tell tell the, munchers, tell the world. I love the feedback. But I'm thinking for the website, we do a movie movie review. So we we do our reviews are out of ten reviews. You know what I mean? And then we do a non spoiler like justification for the for the review. So like a, more like a normal review that you'd see before the movies come out. So that we can have a nice balance between. The podcast where we're talking about the movies in depth. I think that makes sense. Has spoilers, and then the websites where you can go before you watch the movie, so you get something, something for everyone to do. Hey, before. if the munchers like it, then I like it. Munchers, if you like it, you know what to do. Email us mmmpod@gmail.com. Give us some feedback. Um, but I think uh, I think I might finally be moving forward with putting that website together. Beautiful. It's coming. Beauty. It's coming. Now that I said it on the. Live yeah, podcast. A lot of air. Now I'm locked in. Yeah. <clears throat> they got to do it. It's been. It's on. We've recorded. It's on recording. People are gonna. Yeah. yeah. There's. There's nothing to do about it now. Yeah. It's on recording. Yeah. It's on recording. So. Can't do anything. Um, probably. There's no button out here I could press. We don't edit this either. It's raw. This shit's raw. It's just going out live to billions of people worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael. Well, Nicholas. What do you say we get into next week? We dig the ion. Predictions. Are we going to see a movie next week? You're damn right we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, what movie are we seeing? We're seeing Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One. Ooh. I'm looking forward to it. You're feeling good about it? Yeah. I'm we, feeling we pretty mediocre. We got special guests, potentially. We always say potentially, just in case they get thick. Yeah. Or something happens. No, we already recorded that podcast. Yeah, it's already in the can, baby. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let us lie to you. Like it's I said, the honest podcast. Like I said, I'm uh, I'm pretty middle of the road here. I'm thinking about a five and a half. Ooh, which is probably. Way lower than you're expecting, yeah. I don't know. I, the whole idea of like referencing everything kind of scares me. Like, oh, there's a reference to this, like, every scene of the movie. That Like, I'm not really looking forward to that. Here's my fear about the, the references you're referencing right now. Yeah. Is that I won't get them. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up in the 80s. I was born no, in the 80s, but, but I grew up in the 90s. Plus, I didn't... There were still some 80s kicking around there, there when, were. when there, we were growing up. the thing. I didn't have cable until I was in high school. Oh, and sure. I didn't, and I didn't own a video game You definitely didn't have video games, yeah. 26 or something. Twenty-seven. So I think I read someone say that, like they weren't big video game guy, but uh, they still got some references. Okay, I'm sure I'll get some of them, but there's probably Easter eggs. I think there's so. I think there's like so many that are that it's impossible not to get some of them. Yeah, I'm glad we're seeing it with the guest. We're seeing it because he's read the book. Plus, he'll get the references, so he'll be able to shine some light on that for me. Sure. I'm looking forward to the movie, but I'm with you in the same sort. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna predict a six out of ten. I just want to be cautious. Some cautious optimism. Hey, he let us down last time, too. Yeah. You gotta remember that. I have a stat. Ooh, we got a Steve Spielberg. Stats flying around. Mathematician, hit me with the facts. Hit us with the facts. Steven Spielberg consistently makes mind-blowing, like, children's-type movies. And visually, since Minority Report... I mean, you're talking about, like, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Minority Report. Indiana Jones. Yeah. All that, right? So this should look pretty good and be pretty entertaining, would be my guess. 
Minority yeah. Report was his last like really cool looking movie, and that was in two thousand two. And I think now he's he's going to go back to just really making some cool, mind blowing visuals. The question yeah. is, does Steven Spielberg return to form, or does he continue to taper off? I mean, he did such a excellent freaking job with the post. That story was just so bad, though. You know, it was so disappointing. You're like, oh, this is kind of boring. Yeah. So this won't be boring. This can't be boring, right? It just can't. It be can't boring. be. The story alone is so intriguing. If it's got right? that classic Spielberg, I'm great at making movies execution, then great. He's one of the greatest, you know, filmmakers alive. Yeah. It should be really good. I'm just, we'll see. Cautious optimism. Cautious. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That should be the name of your book. Um, it already is. New York Times bestseller. <laughs> New York Times bestseller. Cautious optimism by Nick <laughs> E. Owen. That's right. On shelves near you. Well, good. I look forward to uh, spending another afternoon at the movie theater with you. And as I... And with you, the munchers, as well. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Thank you for munching. I'm Nick Owen. I'm Michael Brown. Goodbye.